Welcome back, everyone, to the Peanut Gallery. I'm here. This is Dan Irwin. It is episode seven. Time is flying by. On this episode here, we are going to be discussing Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. They're reportedly not even close to the contract extension. We're going to talk about the Jaguars trading away another franchise D-end and Alvin Kamara contract situation down there. He didn't show up for three days was he was it because of the injury was it the contract there's lots of rumors flying around down there down south and then lastly just announced uh yes late last night and this morning we got leonard Fournette joining the bucks uh, so we are recording this on thursday one week away baby one week jared one week one oh, freaking the playoff week. rematch in the afc Chiefs oh versus the Texans, Thursday night football. Let's go. Oh, I'm so freaking excited. Um, so you all will be listening to this uh, tomorrow morning, a.k.a. Friday, 9-4. Hope everyone has a fantastic Labor Day weekend. But, Jared, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm good. I uh, So I'm in three fantasy leagues this year. Holy Knocked hell. out two drafts. I got one okay. remaining, the important the most, one. The most important one. All right. Yep, this I weekend. Mean, so You got the number one pick. Are you going to announce it here? Or are you going to leave us on uh, no, pins no, and needles? No, I'm going yeah, to leave you on pins and needles okay. once again. Uh, you know, I, I've been – I was pretty confident who I was going to get, but now I'm thinking, you know, there's some really good running backs uh, in the NFL this year. So, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start with one of those. Uh, your your nose is touching Kansas City right now with those lies, but <laughs> but we'll uh, I'll, I, I'll my flex aren't working. <laughs> no no no. I mean, but I'll I'll stop giving you a hard time. We all you take it. It's cool. Um, so let's dive in. Deshaun Watson and the Texans apparently not close on a contract extension. Um, so here I want to talk about you know. There's the do you think as in like my opinion your opinion do you think he's he leaves and then also do you think he should leave right there's a difference between what deshaun watson's going to really do versus what me or you think he does and then also today just came out not really any news but apparently the extension is looking more like in the aaron Rodgers and russell wilson range and not the pat mahomes range so I want to take this one because I think Deshaun Watson is going to do something that has been done that got started in the NBA about 10 years ago with LeBron James, and that is player empowerment. Deshaun Watson right now controls, in my opinion, the Houston Texans. He could force his way out if he wanted to, or he could force the firing of Bill O'Brien. I think either of those could happen. I personally think he should leave if they don't fire Bill O'Brien, which I know is you know a hot thing to say. That's somebody's job, someone's family. I just, as a GM, he's so bad. We talked about it on episodes before. He traded away his number one asset, uh, Hopkins. He constantly is making terrible decisions, giving away bad contracts. I just don't foresee if I'm Deshaun Watson, look at this situation. I'm like, what are you doing to me, man? I'm car- carrying you, you know, by a, by a thread here, constantly getting us to the playoffs, constantly making you look good. And yet number one, you don't think I'm worth as much as Patrick Holmes. That's a whole different conversation. But as far as what he brings to the table, he should be getting paid 40, 
to $45 million a year. And if I'm Deshaun, I personally would leave. I don't like the direction that the organization's going. I think some the owner needs to hire someone to literally be a GM. I mean, you see it here. You see it. The only place that someone is the coach and the GM and is doing well, and I would argue he sucks at being a GM and constantly makes terrible draft picks is up in New England, right? Everyone's like, oh, Bill Belichick owns the whole thing, which he does. But if you look at his track record draft-wise the past five, six years, it has not been great. Most analysts would give him around a C. So you just can't do it. It's too hard of a job to be a coach and a GM. So I would go to the owner, demand a, a new GM, I Bill O'Brien X knows wise. He's not terrible. So I think you give another year there, but if I'm Deshaun Watson, I control everything. I deserve 40 to 45 million. If I don't get paid that I just, I'm trade me, let me go where I want to go. So Jared, that's my thoughts. I think he should leave. I don't think he will just because no one's really kind of pulled off this power move from a player standpoint of controlling his own destiny usually all the franchise quarterbacks stay um where they're drafted but i think he can and i think he should what are your thoughts well okay so going back to the lebron comparison i don't see that and deshaun watson i don't think any nfl player is trying to do that right now because the nfl is a lot different than the nba uh lebron is one guy on the court with four teammates and Deshaun has 10, you know, he's one out of 11 on the field. So I think there's a little bit of difference there. There's a lot more involved in football as far as um, it's, it's a lot more complex than the NBA just because there's so many more positions, so many more contracts, so many more players. Right. Um, teams I just, are so much bigger. I right. don't, I, I hope he's not trying to be, playing that card that I'm better than everyone else. So you need to treat me that way and pay me that way and do what I say, like get rid of the coach. I don't think it's that necessarily. I just think that he, the, the team in my opinion, hasn't done enough to show that they know what they're doing and run a good organization. I think you put Nick Foles or just kind of like an average QB in here this team's constantly six and 10 to five and 11. He's what makes this team's go. And he really, he's bringing up their average record and win total up four to five games a year because of how talented he is. He should be competing against the chiefs and Lamar Jackson to go to super bowls. And he's nowhere close. That's just, that's just kind of like my thoughts. I don't, I wouldn't I say was, they're nowhere close last year. They almost, you know, they were leading the chiefs by 24 points going into half. Um, and a lot of things had to happen for the Chiefs to win that well, game that did. Well, so it was first I, quarter. It was first quarter and then – co- Okay, 24-point yeah, lead. I don't care what sure. point in the time in the game it is. A 24-point lead is extremely hard to come back from in the NFL. And like I was saying, a lot of things had to go the Chiefs' way that did. But that team was capable of beating Kansas City. That team was capable of beating Baltimore. And sure, they lost a piece here and lost a piece there. Uh, they got a better running back, I would say, in David Johnson this year. Um, it's not a complete mess. I agree. I question a lot of the moves they're making. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Last month, Deshaun Watson, and I quote, I'm here. I love the organization. I love the McNairs. I love the city. I love the fan base. I'm a Houston Texan. 
I'm locked in on being a Texan. If I had that a dollar was, for every player that was in August that said that before they left, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be needing the work. I get it. It's <laughs> every player puts up a front and they have to look good. You don't you don't go out to the media and start saying uh, or just trash talking your team. But I've never seen Deshaun Watson uh, uncomfortable or agitated or frustrated on camera whether it's at a game you know he's always got his act together and I I just I haven't seen that side so I I agree to an extent here's here's my take on this week 10 re-ask me this question because if the Texans are uh, four and six then I could totally see Deshaun leaving, wanting to get out, especially if a contract's not done by then. Um, if they are eight and two, six and four, I don't know if I buy it. I think he is still content with where he's at. Unfortunately, if I was in his shoes, I would be looking to get out because like I was mentioning earlier, I see the moves Bill O'Brien's doing and I would not be, he is getting rid of his weapons instead of, drafting more or bringing more to the offense. So as a quarterback, that's not what you want to see. That's what's happening in Jacksonville right now. Um, and that's, that's a whole nother story, but it, I think if they have a winning record uh, 10 weeks into the season, he'll, he'll still be a Texan next okay. year. I mean, we'll see. You have them missing the playoffs. So um, I know you. I think you had them. Well, look at their first four games. Oh no, they I, have a tough we schedule. Them. It's yeah. tough. I I don't. You know, that's, we're gonna find out right away uh, if that team can keep up with Baltimore and Kansas City because they play them week yeah. one and two. I, I just, think. I think he needs the needs to flex his power a little bit. You know, the the owners and and GM and coaches flex their power all the time. It's time time for uh, players to to do that if they truly aren't happy in the situation, but. Obviously, I'm just saying if I was him, it's going to be a tough year to do that. It's a tough year to do that when te- when the owners are going to be like, "Hey, we only have 20 percent of the fans in the stadium, so I'm not selling any tickets. How do you want me to pay you more money?" Oh, this uh, is this is going to be a tough year for players to to take that, you know, to put themselves on that pedestal you're talking about. And I I believe one day they should. I agree with your statement. I just don't think now's the right time because there's no extra money. And at the end of the day, this all comes down to money. There's, there's no, when you, if you own a business and your business is used to doing a hundred people a day, and now you're only doing 12 to 15 people a day, it hurts your business and you can no longer afford the things that you used to afford. Right. It's common sense. And this is going to have, this is going to hit the NFL and they might end up decreasing the salary cap or, uh, you know, the the first thing that's going to go are players' contracts that were... Uh, right. Well, I've heard what they're going to do in that situation is instead of, uh, like, decreasing at a huge amount, they'll take, like, whatever the total loss is and then spread it over the next course of the 10 years and just apply it to each one of those. So that way it's not, like, some crazy hit. Um, but that's just what I've heard. But, yeah. that's That's one way of tackling it. And I, I get that, but you're still taking a hit. Yeah. So 
Well, I hope Deshaun Watson leaves mainly because I know how irate our good friend Austin Watch would be, and I always enjoy giving him a hard time. But <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to? Uh, I was talking about the Jags earlier. Should yeah, yeah. Let's, let's down let's south talk about that. that. Let's talk travesty. about that. That dumpster fire of an organization. I will say our, our topics today are are not as interesting a topics as you think, but once you dive in and start talking about it, it's fascinating <laughs> what's happening around the league right now. So Jack, Jacksonville traded away their uh, defensive end, Yannick, to the Vikings. So first off, Yannick is taking a pay cut. He was getting paid $17.8 million if he stays with the Jags. Now he's getting paid as a skull $12 million. That's a $5 million pay cut to want to leave your team. You ain't, you ain't seen me ever do that. I mean, he, he honestly wanted to get out of Jacksonville, but I, I was reading some of can't his quotes. I, I can't believe he's taking a $5 million pay cut. Um, before we dive in, uh, here's a brief overview. Jags are getting a 2021 second-round pick and a conditional fifth in 2022. That's it. This is a defensive end we're talking about, one of the most sought-after defensive positions in the NFL that usually gets a trade of a first-round pick, as we see in the past, and more. Uh, so they're getting a second-round pick and a conditional fifth. I want to classify Yannick amongst his peers before we start judging whether or not the Vikings are winning this or the Jaguars. Let's first rank him as a defensive end. I believe Yannick is around the 15 to 20 range and top defensive ends in the league. I think the Watt brothers are better than him. TJ and JJ, Miles Garrett, Chandler Jones from Arizona, Khalil Mack, Cameron Jordan, the Bosa brothers, Zadarius Smith from Green Bay, stud. Frank Vaughn Clark. Miller. Jadavion Clowney, who's a free agent. By the way, by the time our listeners hear this podcast, he might be signed with the Seahawks or the or, Titans. Or, or Saints. Yeah, those or are Saints. the teams I'm hearing. Yeah, but they're saying that's going to happen within 24 hours, so keep an eye on that. But I think Clowney's better than him. Demarcus Lawrence with the Cowboys and Frank Clark with the Chiefs. So... I li- th- that, those were the names that I came up with that I was like, I've watched a lot of games that these guys have played in, and I would say they're all better than Yannick. And sure, playing for the Jags, he could, he could blame it on that. Like, I'm playing for a terrible team. I get it. I Playing for the Vikings, who have a great defense, it's a great addition to Minnesota. Um, and I think the Vikings are getting a great deal. Even though I just mentioned that Yannick is surpassed by a lot of his peers, he's still 15th best. So a 15th best defensive end is like Frank Clark. And what did the Chiefs get for, or what did the Chiefs have to trade to the Seahawks to get Frank Clark? They had to trade a... 2019 first round pick and a 2020 second round pick. And I believe they swapped thirds that year. Yep. I think that's right. A first and a second. And now the Vikings are only having to give away a second. And I would 
you want to check their stats. They both had eight sacks last year. Uh, Yannick played all 16. Frank played, I believe, 14. Um, they had quarterback hits. Frank had around 14 and 15 for Yannick. They had, you know, pretty similar stats. So that's why I kind of put them in that 13 to 15 range. And I think the Vikings are getting a steal. If you, if you just compare it to trades in the past, they're getting a good deal. So what, what, what's your thought? I, this, this conversation frustrates me. Frustrates me to my core because as much fun as a couple episodes, I, I poked at the Jaguars and how their team's going to go to London. I don't want to see that. You know, I want, I want all the teams to stay here in, in, in America and the cities that where they're from. What, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, well, I know what they're doing. They're tanking. Like, they're, they're literally tanking. Uh, something I found appalling if I was a Jaguars fan is, you know, once upon a time, Jared, they, uh, they were in the AFC Championship game. They were winning by 10 points against the vaunted New England Patriots. Like, they had a chance to go to a Super Bowl. And of the six defensive Pro Bowlers from that team are all gone now. Yannick was the last one after only three years. Wow. After going to the AFC title game and being up by 10 points to the Patriots. Wow. It's just unbelievable to me what this organization is doing. Like, when you have talent, I understand there's like certain price points. You can't pay everyone, but to not keep any of those six, and I'm going to name them a couple we've talked about before, Jalen Ramsey, all-star corner with the Rams now, A.J. Bouye traded this offseason to the Broncos, Kalalis Campbell traded a year ago to the Ravens, uh, Malik Jackson, who was released. He was a little bit older, so that one's okay. But to me, not keeping one out of the four of Yannick, A.J. Bouya, Kalias Campbell, and J- Jalen Ramsey on your roster is an absolute abomination. Right. Organization. Those guys are studs, dude. Those Jackson guys are Hill, all studs. Two years ago. Maybe it was three. Three. 2017. 2017. Jacksonville was a good team i remember being at the game in kansas city where we played them and watching ramsey and campbell and fournette because i believe that was his rookie year um they were it was it it was just you you thought that this is finally the time for jacksonville to shine and they're going to be a team that's going to be a playoff contender for years to come they just had to figure out the Blake Bortles quarterback situation. And if you kept that core team together and you replaced Bortles with Minshew, then I think you got it. I think you got a playoff caliber team. But instead, you're right. They got rid of everybody. And including just a couple days ago, Fournette. Yep. I just – it. It hurts me. Like I was my mind. There needs to be a rule. Like you the NFL should just be able to kick owners out for being so bad at their job. Like like if you own an NFL team and you don't make the playoffs in like your first ten years of owning them, well I guess in this situation that wouldn't work. Um but like 
when you allow your GM and your coach and the people, your VP of operations run your organization and they make this many bad decisions, you, I then question you, I then question the owner. What, what are you doing? Are you not, are you telling them not to pay these players? Cause it makes no logical sense. If I'm the G GM of the Jaguars to be trading away all of our best defensive talent, you know, I'm not saying we keep all four. That's probably unrealistic because all of them would have wanted between 15 to $20 million, but you can keep at least two in their right. prime. Right. And to not keep two of them makes absolute no freaking sense. And if I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm, I'm jumping ship. So, you know, so don't judge me here, uh -huh. but I spent the other day listening to a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Because I want to know what the heck are they talking about right now with all this going on. And one of the hosts is like, Jacksonville fans, you got to understand that we might be coming to every game and watching our team put up zero points and getting run train on. As in, we are losing. Mm -hmm. We're getting demolished oh, yeah. this year. Absolutely. And it's all in hope. And you just got to believe and he, he was saying, it's all in hope of the Clemson quarterback. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Coming and saving the day, huh? So I think that was when I realized, okay, we, we had a, a question that we we're going to talk about. Are the Jags tanking? Yes. And when I listened to that podcast, I only listened for five minutes and I couldn't take any more um, because they just kept talking about how they're going to lose every game. Yes. They are, and their fans, and you know everyone that's reporting it. I think has come to full circle. I I didn't think they were tanking at first, but once Fournette got waved, yep, yep, they're they're tanking. <laughs> yeah. You just you just it's unbelievable. A, you just waved the number one draft pick running back that is consistent every year. Uh, I mean, I remember you you kind of scoffed at me when we did our uh, initial. I'm a believer now. Records? <laughs> you were like 1-15. in 15. I'm like, yes, they're literally tanking. They don't care about winning. After this all this has happened, 0-15. <laughs> <and 15. laughs> uh, well, Jaguars fans, you know, hang in there. Hang in there. I've heard some really early reports that if you do get your boy Wonder, um, he looks like uh, your, your sunshine from Remember the Titans. Yep. I have heard if the Jaguars do get the number one pick that you might get a little Debo Sweeney action, a little, little coach QB combo down there in Jacksonville. So that would be, that would be awesome. Have, those are some early, early rumors, but uh, basically make Jacksonville the best college team in the country. <laughs> exactly. Well, but give it a couple of years, right? You, you give, if you, if, if that all goes down in Jacksonville, let's just say that happens. Then three years from now, that would be a team I'd be worried about. Yeah. I mean, if they can put all the other pieces around them. So I mean, give, that's the give Trevor Lawrence three years in Jacksonville, put some players around him, get some good draft picks and see where the, the next, chips fall. Might be the next Cardinals. <laughs> oh boy. Well, let's go to, uh, let's go to the saints. Cause they had some action as well. Not, not clowning Jared. Uh, what's, what's right. going on with this uh, rainback situation? Yeah, Alvin Kamara is 
basically we talked about this before that this was his contract year. This was the year for him to prove to the saints that he's worth the money. And I remember talking about in fantasy that he might be someone I would take because usually during contract years, players play really well. And the question is, is now that he, he has set out how many practices, five, five days. It, he sat out four and then showed up. Okay, so he is showed up. back to practicing. Okay. I personally think that he is going to play this year, and he'll play every week. Because if he can't – he's not in the same scenario that Le'Veon Bell was with the Steelers. Kamara, if he holds out for an extended period of time, the CBA dictates that he will be forced to surrender an accrued season towards free agency. So basically he would be a restricted free agent and remain under the Saints control in 2021. So I feel like if he were to just not show up and put himself in that situation, you're not only sitting out this year or whatever games you do choose to sit out, but your future for 2021 is also shot. So it doesn't make sense to me that he would hold out. I think it might've truly be, you know, his four days might have been for injury. We're seeing a lot of running backs right now that are sitting out. A lot of veteran players are sitting out. Um, And it's not because they're really injured. Like if you go to your fantasy roster, you might see a lot of players that are questionable right now. And it's, really just a precaution you want week one you want all your guys to just be ready to hit and ready to be healthy um you don't want a guy that's shaken up from really a really tough training camp or especially a veteran player um like Kamara so I think it's all precaution um honestly we're seeing it around the league so so many teams are doing it so many players are questionable right now um, and, and basically if you think about it as from a contract standpoint, he's in the same spot that Dalvin cook was in. If you remember that whole situation right. with the Vikings. Yep. No, I remember that. And we know how that plays out. So what do you think, Dan? Do you think he's going to sit out a game? I say zero games, zero games. You, he'll sit you think out. zero, zero. I, I think he sits if they do not pay him. So I guess let me ask you this. Do you think they pay him before game one starts? Okay, basically they have a, a just over a week to get this nope. contract done. No, I don't. Okay, then I think he sets. Because there's he's getting paid $2.5 million, I think, this year. I think yeah, that's his contract. It's, it's jump change. So, okay. He will sit. He is not going to play. If he does not have a new contract by by game one, he will sit. And the reason I don't he will say can afford him. Well, have- you maybe you shouldn't pay Taysom Hill, who's your backup quarter backup backup quarterback, sixteen million dollars a year when he's completed slash thrown seven freaking passes. There's an idea. Do you watch the Saints game? Because that guy's not playing quarterback ninety percent no. of the time. Okay. I don't care. He plays like twenty five percent of the snaps. You're paying someone who pays like who plays a quarter of the snaps. $16 million a year, yet Kumara, who plays 85% snaps, 
You're paying him 2.5. That is absolutely a joke and unacceptable. And that is terrible money management and cap management by the Saints. And I have no remorse for that. They'll be able to pay him next year. They're in a situation where they don't have to pay him this year. You're right. They don't. Technically, they don't. He's on his you know, rookie contracts. To, uh, and then they give him the $15 million contract a year that he's looking for next year. Well, what if he sits out the entire year and they suck at the running back position? Hmm. Okay, so if he sits out the whole year, then they yep. can be like, cool, uh, you're still with us next year, and we don't have to do anything. You can sit out again. There goes two years of your running back career shot. Yeah, but then he's completely healthy. He's not taking the hits. Yeah, but you're talking about two years of stats, two years of money. <laughs> like, he, you know, he, he's not going to get paid. Yeah, but and the, then is, after- the issue is these running backs, like, the running back's rookie scale needs to be different. The, the running back position and these guys, when they come in, especially like, you know, first round pick, stuff like that, like they need to be getting paid more than the normal rookie scale because of how short their career, like their careers are done at 30. Like, tw- and they come in usually when they're 22 to 23 years old, sometimes 21. Like they have eight to nine years. And if you have a rookie contract and you're in the first round, that's a five-year deal. So you have one contract essentially to get your money. Luckily two. Whereas you, know you have all I these believe, other. I don't believe I, I'm a little old school on this. I get what you're saying. I'm just looking out for the where I come backs. from. You do hard work and it takes several years and it pays off. And then you get the race. It doesn't happen overnight. I don't care if you're in a position where, um, Oh, I have to carry the ball. So I get hit harder and I get hit more often. So I need to get paid sooner. No, you come in to work, you do your job, and then as you progress and you get better at it, you get paid better. And I don't think a rookie should be able to come in in two years, get a $15 million a year contract. It's ridiculous. And that doesn't happen. So I think it's good the way it is. And he will get paid. He will get his $15 million a year. And that's a lot of money. That's enough money to take care of your family for good just one year they'll get them they'll get him the money but for a player to sit out and and you're you're complaining about three million versus 15 yes that's a lot of money but you know the money's going to come next year and if it doesn't come next year then you're on a different team that will pay you the money's going to come look i don't disagree that the money's gonna come i am telling you the reason he is going to sit is because of the taste and hell thing that guy is playing a quarter Jason of the Jason Hill is a he plays a lot of positions. He is involved with the a lot of the plays. He's not Alvin Kamara. He's not, not a Al- lot. He's not Alvin Kamara. No, I he's agree. You, damn right he's not. But you can't just say like, "Hey, this guy's getting paid, why am I not?" You're not cuz you're on a rookie contract that guaranteed you money this year. You are you It's like your job at work is paying you a salary this year. Would you go to your boss and say, hey, I've outperformed everyone on my team. You need to pay me $10 million more or $10 more an hour, whatever it is, right now. No. Well, yeah, you wait till that yearly review and you show everything at that point in time, why you deserve the raise, and then you get it. I know a corporate job's not like football, but it kind of is in this aspect where he needs to let his rookie contract play out and then get the big $15 million when he's right in. The Saints, as a team, will benefit it. 
from that because they're able to pay Taysom Hill and other players. Yeah, I don't think Taysom Hill really adds much value, but that's that's my opinion. They they know him better than we do, and they you know maybe there's a lot of value somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, twenty must be those seven passes that he's thrown in his career maybe, at the Saints. Maybe Look he's just out. a great locker room guy. Good lord, if we're paying locker room guys sixty <laughs> million a year, Kamara needs to be making forty million a year, and Pat Mahomes should be making a hundred million a year. I see your point. I do, and. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a contract in the next seven days. But I think the Saints have the ball in their court. I yeah, I mean, they, technically they do. They own the contract, right? So if he doesn't show up, he doesn't get paid. Well, if he was an unrestricted free agent after this year, it would be a different story. The ball would be in Alvin Kamara's court. Right. Yep. Well, let's talk about another running back. Leonard... Four nets. He, um, Jared, I just want to make sure I illustrate this before we go too far into the convo here. I just, he's 25. So I just, real quick question Is he going there to retire? I, I usually, when you go to Florida at 25, you're, you're not retiring. I just, real quick, needed your input. Yeah. Um, he's a little young to retire, but. <laughs> Like you just mentioned earlier, running backs have a shorter career span. So, you know. Uh-huh. No, one of he's going to Florida for, Jared, to win a Super Bowl, to get to the Super Bowl. And this is just another weapon. So he's smoking for, the same stuff you are. Uh, by smoke, you mean drinking water. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's drinking, exactly what he's doing. I'm drinking the water on the H2O. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, my arm. Quarterback throwing-wise, gone a lot better. But, yeah, he's going down there. Uh, he's only, you know, this is only his fourth year in the league. He was drafted in 2017 uh, out of LSU. Was down with uh, the Jaguars for his first first three seasons. Played well, had a couple injury concerns. Um, and he's ready and rejuvenated. He got waived. Nobody picked him up a on waivers. I was kind of shocked by that, to be honest. Uh, but I guess everyone kind of probably has the running back situation figured out um, or just don't care to, to bring out someone else because of salary cap because they don't have any. Fournette signed a deal with the Bucks for $2 million with up towards, I want to say, $3.5 in, in incentives. So um, opportunity, depending on, I imagine it's the amount of plays, yards, touchdowns, all those statistical categories that matter for for contractual obligations to increase your money. And honestly, I think he'll probably be just splitting time with Ronald Jones the second. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think they can be a two-headed monster. Fournette's a little bigger. He's got 30 pounds on Jones. So if we're talking fantasy and scoring, when you're at the goal line. Vulture. Yep. Fournette's going to be the vulture. Um, And then as far as overall productivity there's going to be holes because the defense is going to hone in on the weapons on the outside and double teaming them which is going to leave gaps in the middle of the field for run plays so this should benefit for net from a standpoint of he's going from an offense that literally was trash didn't have a quarterback didn't have weapons on the outside would focus on him to the focus is everywhere else how much is just, he get paid? 
Uh, two mil. So he's taking less, a less than Kamara, folks. Yeah, he's well, he's taking a pay cut. Um, but he's hoping that pay cut turns into a very productive and lucrative season, which then he can utilize to go somewhere else and make a lot of money after winning but and his making mindset, a Super Bowl. I love it. I love his mindset. I'm going to take the pay cut. I'm going to go get only $2 million this year and work my butt off in proving that I'm better than Ronald Jones for the Bucks, And then I'm going to get my money. So Leonard Fournette, I think if you listen to this podcast, he'd agree with me. He's going to put in his time and he's going to show them that work ethic and build upon it and be one of the best running backs in the league and get paid. But I got news. Ronald Jones has been declared the starter for week one. Well, so Fournette just have, showed up, so he probably doesn't even know the playbook yet. Right. You can't expect someone to come in and start. But my point is is he's going to have to climb that mountain and prove to the team and the fans and everyone else that he is capable of being the, being the number one back, and I think he is. I think, I think Leonard Fournette has a lot of potential. I don't think we've seen him peak yet. I mean, the guy was drafted in 2017. So I think there's a lot more to come from him. God, this Bucks team is getting better every damn day. Feels great. Feels fantastic. I can't wait to win money off you. It's like when Bucks. I originally made that bet. Oh, boy. Here we go. Excuses I, I made, coming I, in. I made a bet with one of our friends, Brian Bergman. Well, yeah, and it, this, this was, well, I bet with him back in like May. Yeah, that was an early one. And that team has like, it's a night and day difference between when that bet took place. So I know Vegas would void that bet. I'll have to see if Brian will. Yeah, I highly doubt Brian's going to void a bet, especially one that's, <laughs> that's uh, guaranteed the win. No, the, you know, the bet is, is that the Patriots have a better record. So, Which they will. Do you think the Patriots will have a better record? No. I think the Bucs are going to have a better record. Come on. Come to the dark side. Why, why join, would I come? Join, join Bill Belichick and myself. You, we have a bet. Me and you. That the Bucs, like I took the Bucs. I know. And I gave you two to the one odds. I know. I'm just saying, come to the dark side. I'm, no. What, the dark side? The dark side is going to go like 6-10 and 10 this year. He should be tanking to try to get Justin Fields. But he's going to go. All right, all right. Speaking of the dark side, guess what? Yeah. I got what? some news. I'm oh, getting damped out. Okay. Now. All right. All right. Stoked. Cam Newton is going to be the f- starter for New England. And I called that if you listened a couple episodes ago. I don't think anyone was denied it. Um, especially considering Stidham's QB comps were to Derek Carr. Uh, I don't think anyone was saying. Remember, I think we were both saying this, like Bill Belichick's just playing this like. Uh, oh, yeah. He came out and he was like, you know, we might play them both each game. Shut up. Shut the front door. You <laughs> lying piece of trash. Like, literally, you can't fool anyone, man. Your jokes are bad. Your lies are bad. Everything about you. Pathetic. Well, he must have taken his pills this morning or something because today he said Cam Newton is the starter. So and another glad words, that's cleared up. Glad right. we were I was <laughs> on the edge of my seat. <laughs> in other words, water is wet. Thanks, Bill. But I think Jared, I think that wraps us up here on 
on episode it seven. It does. It does. Yeah. So everyone, next week, yep. next, next week, week, baby. Next week is week one. We will be recording Wednesday night. Uh, how our setup will be for the podcast now um, each week is obviously week one's a little different, but week one, Wednesday night, we'll be recording and every Wednesday we'll record. And for this week one, we'll record Wednesday night. The first part of it is going to be analyzing each game, uh, predicting who wins and loses. Then there's going to be a 15 minute segment on fantasy. So people that might still be available that could be great week one starts if you're hurting which you shouldn't be you just drafted your team but you never know waiver wires are very useful even right out of the gate and then the last 15 minutes will be gambling we're going to talk about the survivor league uh if people that play that which in case you don't know every single week you pick a team that is going to beat another team and after you pick that team you can never use them again so we'll be giving our picks every week for that uh, and then our locks and a couple parlay bets as well. So that would be the format. And we're doing it all for free and all ad free. That's so right. So Alvin Kamara, who's you know looking for that couple million, I'm doing this for no money. <laughs> I'm doing it for the people. Your Dan's doing it for the people. We too. we're giving the people what they want. So <laughs> and then uh, just everyone's aware as well. After those games end, so on Monday night about. In the fourth, when the fourth quarter starts, Jared and I will be recording the recap of the weekend as well. Uh, that will get released Tuesday morning. So Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings, get your car rides ready and get ready for some fantastic analysis and fantasy and betting advice. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. We'll see you next week. Hey, man. Hey, man.